Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. This is the Starship Sova. Everybody, welcome. Hello and welcome to All of the Lights, show number 103. I am your host, Tony C. Smith. So yes, back on the show again. I hope everyone is fine and dandy. Different show today. I got together everyone who was kind of involved in my little kind of my little dream, my little project. And today's show is really going to be everyone from the likes of D, Josh, and even you know Larry and Skeet, who kind of all kind of have helped and put together. And especially Larry, who's kind of helped, still helping, still going on strong there. It's just really a chat amongst friends you know what I mean and it was so nice to get them all on board you know and just kind of say hello and thank you you know and actually listen to kind of how they came about doing you know their certain aspects of the book so I hope you enjoy this special show I also just want to mention you know what I mean which is just fantastic news I got a text on my phone the other day and it's from Diane Severson Diane is there she has given birth to a little baby boy go on Diane He's called Dante Ingeno Mori and Diane, you know what I mean? She's probably sitting in the hospital now at home resting thing and he's messed that name up as well. But Diane, honestly, that is fantastic. He was born at six minutes past two on October the 3rd. He weighs in at... 4,115 grams, which I ain't got a clue what that all relates to, everything like that in pounds. English is pounds. (laughs) 
55 centimetres long and has a full head of dark hair. And when I got the text off Diane, she was still in hospital there. She's had a caesarean, but everyone's fine, everything's hunky-dory, and she's, Diane will be back at home Thursday. So, Diane, that's just amazing news. I don't know if you'll get this message or this show until, you know, you're kind of back on your feet, maybe, but that's just amazing. Do you know what I mean? Start them off young on the starship. The first one born on, you know, on the bridge of the ship. Fantastic. Diane, I honestly am chuffed to bits. So, there you go. Another quick little bit of news, just for anyone out there. It's my son's birthday, Reedy. Reedy is now eight years old and he's present and it's doing my wife's head in. We've getting a bearded dragon, like a lizard, and it's got its own kind of like vivarium, kind of hot little kind of place to live. And that was all fine and great until we found out, or we knew what it was it has to eat. It's got to eat live crickets. Well, you know what I mean? That's where... <sighs> so, just to let you know, that's what my kind of world's been wrapped round in for these past few days. Trying to bloody put the crickets into the cage so you eat them. So there you go. Happy birthday, Reed Robert Smith, my son. Fantastic. Right, I'm going to play you next the show that I recorded. It was recorded a few days ago, and like I say, it's just really a, a big thank you from me to you know everyone that's involved and to let you get a kind of bit of a, a backstage view of how it was put together and you know things that went on. So we have the the A team that came about for this Starship Sofa Stories Volume One. We've got D Kunif. D, the, the, the guy actually that kicked all this off, f- sent that little email over, and from there sprang this um, Starship Sofa Stories. D, it's so nice to... This is actually the first time we've talked together as well, isn't it? It is, yeah. We've managed to do the whole thing without uh, everyone's lifting a phone, which is pretty amazing. Well, it's funny, you know what? Because um, when you first got your email, you know what I mean? I, I, I was looking at your name, and... You, you kind of, I couldn't tell if you were male, female, you know what I mean? I didn't know where the dickens you come from. It's just this email came out of the blue. And I've mentioned this on the show, you know, a couple of times. I've never wanted to go down that way, you know, like, and kind of get the stories in the paperback. So, Dee, why did you kind of suggest that? Did you have any inkling that it, it might be difficult to get the stories? Or were you just thinking, well, he's played them on there, you know, yeah, surely they'll, right. they'll just let them? Yeah, I've, I've just presumed that that you, you'd had permission to to run them and and the audio show that you know it, it couldn't be that much harder to, to ring up and say hey can we stick it into print? But I I, I kind of think it probably is a lot harder to get it in print than it is on audio. Well, it's it's funny because like I say, I've never want to go that way. And then when you seen the email, you know what I mean. And then you suggested like this kind of basic was the free PDF that you suggested, and then. You know, with what kind of just give it away free, and then you know the kind of penny drops, and you know this could turn into something nice. So, but what I want to say is thank you so much for that first email. You know, shy bands don't get anything, so please drop us an oh, email. Yeah, I, I've been thinking about it for a very long time. I think it must be about oh about three months that it had been in the back of my head, and I just kept saying, "Oh, I'll, I'll email Tony this week. I'll email email him, and I'd forget." And then all of a sudden, I think it was. Episode ninety-eight or something, and I said, "Oh, I better do it now because <laughs> you know, there's only two weeks, and you know we ended up with that incredibly tight deadline." But uh, but we, we managed to pull it together. I think uh, 
heroically. <laughs> oh yes, I mean, like, say, I, I don't know how many times we like communicated. Now you know, even now, you know, we're oh, doing. It must be thousands of emails <laughs> at this stage. <laughs> well, I tell you what, you know, it came together this kind of this starship so fast, but. And when Dee mentioned it, you know what I mean? It, it, like I said, a penny was going round and round in my head. And then, I, you know, I said, if, it's, if we're going to do it good, you know, it, this place needs like a home. And then it just so happens I've been working with Josh Lighty, you know, our good friend Josh, who kind of sorted out all the, the forums. And I thought, shall I chance, you know what I mean? Because I, I, I don't like to kind of push me luck. You know, and I thought, fuck it, I'll, I'll email Josh and I'll see what he says. And Josh, sir, you're on the line there now. Thank you for saying yes. Oh, it's my pleasure, Tony. Oh, Josh, you're a star. And I mean, like I say, you know, when I emailed you, what what was your first reaction? Were you thinking, oh, here he goes again? Or was it something that you kind of, I guess it's, is it nice for you to have, like I say, a portfolio where you can show people or is, does that not come into it? A portfolio is nice, but mostly, you know, when you do a lot of business websites and that kind of thing, I do web design full time. So it's nice to do something, you know, that you're interested in and that has, a, you know, kind of life of its own. Well, I tell you what's weird as well, man, because I'm I'm sure you must be working some strange hours when you're doing your own stuff. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm like, say, maybe 10 o'clock my time, UK, I get emails off you. So... God knows what time you're staying up till. Sometimes working on, or have been working on that website. Are you a late night guy? Yeah, I pretty much have to burn the candle at both ends with a you know a day job and a couple little kids. So you have to sneak in time when you can late at night. (laughs) (laughs) But Josh, honestly, it's it's worth every every second of them late nights for you there. So, well, you know, like I say, we had this kind of site done and and D kind of put out this idea then we needed you know what i mean it, it had to have this kind of cover and there was only one guy you know what i mean i was going to kind of ask to make this cover come about and especially when you know through doing the, the kind of shows skeet's doing some shows from you know he's kind of said it'd be great to have a, like a, a cover on a book you know that's what he's always done and i thought well i'll try and see if he'll he'll do this and i know D, uh, skeet has been so busy lately do you know what i mean but Skeet, you're you're there, and what a honestly, what an amazing job you did. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Glad glad to be here. Hey, honestly, I mean, you know, like I say, <laughs> and tell us if I pester you, you know, because I'm always kind of sending emails over to you. How did and my kind of brief for that was like rockets and women. <laughs> so how had you had this idea? Skeet for this cover, or did this just this cover? Because I've got it in my hands there now, and as soon as I seen it, you know what I mean—the kind of shivers on the back of the, you know, the, the kind of hair on the back of the neck. Had you had this idea in your mind for a while, or is this something that just kind of came straight out? Well, no, actually, I, uh, Larry had sent me an email asking me the same thing, and um, I had originally just been racking my brain trying to figure out, you know, what I was going to do for this after I got your email. But um, ultimately, what it turned out being my big inspiration was this old 1980s movie called Iceman. And, uh, you know, it's where they thaw this this frozen Iceman. And uh, I was thinking, well, it'd be an interesting uh, thing to do to be able to reverse the roles where the, the caveman's finding something from the future versus the future finding something from the past. So I just uh, jumped out at me and I just went for it. And it turned out pretty good, I think. Got 
It certainly did. Skeet, I mean, it was just an amazing. And joining us as well, you know, like you say, it's now kind of moving to the, say, the kind of the, the final stage, or, or like even a, like a special stage. We've got Larry on the line there. And Larry's actually, you know, as everyone knows now, Larry's going through probably hell and back and damnation to kind of to bring up like a story, which I think is a fantastic idea. You know, get the artwork done first and then write the story. Larry, how are you doing with that? Yeah. Uh, doing pretty well. Uh, up to somewhere between nine and 10,000 words now. Uh, many of which words will go away eventually, uh, hopefully. Every time I cut something, it ends up adding another couple of thousand words, so that's not necessarily the case. But uh, right now it's in the kitchen stinks, uh, kitchen stinks stage. Yeah, that's, that's the one. Uh, it's got pretty much everything I'm thinking about this world in it right now. Eventually, a lot of that's going to have to go. So I suspect, as I mentioned in some of the other process reports that I've given, uh, that it'll probably be somewhere between ten and 12,000 words. And uh, that doesn't say anything qualitatively about it, of course. Uh, I'm liking a lot of it. I'm hating a good chunk of it. And I suspect that'll be the stuff that that will stay. Uh, and uh, uh, it, it's it's going interestingly. Uh, it is not uh, Skeet's Iceman reversal. Uh, it is something similar, similar, but not 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 quite there. Larry, have you th- thought of the the, the kind of question? Uh, question supposed to be going through your mind there. What happens when you get to your kind of? You, you must have like a kind of deadline. What happens when you're still thinking about cutting stuff and deadlines are approaching? Have you got something in your in your mind? Uh, have you got like a kind of bit of therapy to help you get through that? Or oh, I mean, it's it's not that difficult, really. Uh, I know you you in in your introductions to my little. Uh, reports that I've been doing little my reports that I've been doing for the for the regular episodes I heard that chuckle uh, uh, you you've you've emphasized the agony I'm going through actually that's I, I I'm not agonizing I just sound agonized uh, when I'm trying to explain myself uh, and I'm trying to make you know kind of write down all the stuff that gets forgotten about after you finish the story. You sit there at the computer and you look at it and you type and you write and you think, oh, that's shit, so get rid of that. Uh, and there's a little bit of agony because a lot of the time when you put something down, you say, that's really nice. I really like that. And then you realize, yeah, but it doesn't do anything for the story. So, like I say, kill the children. you got to get rid of a lot of stuff that uh, hey Larry, don't, really don't feel think? bad. It's, it's 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 the same thing with artwork, man. A lot of times I'm sitting oh, down, yeah. I'll draw something, I'm like, oh, it looks great, and then I realize it's not a, at all what the customer's wanting, so I got to start yeah. all over again, you know. <laughs> yeah, that that must be a, in in particular uh, the case when you're when you're working for someone else, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. a lot for me as well. I work in advertising, so uh, an awful lot of what gets presented is thrown right back at you and it's like you know yeah. can you make the logo bigger and uh, uh, make the message smaller and, and you know design by and, committee and do everything that you know to be wrong but we want it and we're paying your salary so there it is put it in like that's that. exactly yeah. what it is 
And you yeah. know what really kicks it too is when they say, okay, do A and B, and you do A and B, and they're like, no, we really want C and D. <laughs> yeah. And so you're just going back and oh, forth yeah. with the guy. Oh, yeah. oh, I love yeah. those people. Skeet, was it easier for you to have like a like a free run on it, or would you have liked like I say a a firmer brief, you know, to kind of guide you, or was it just like a, a, a doodle in the end for you? No, no, it wasn't at all. I mean, I have a really bad habit of I guess you'd call it bad. Some most of the time it works out. I, I usually start out with the intent of doing like thumbnails and sketches and concept art and all this stuff, but I have this. Uh, this kind of a tick that I tend to start something and then I just go all the way with it. <laughs> I just can't seem to stop once I've started. So especially with this one, once I started it, just, it was so much fun because, you know, for once, which is very rare lately, I, I'm doing what I want to do pretty much on my own. It's my ideas. And, you know, I say it looks good or bad to that degree. And usually I don't have that freedom at all. So I mean, I know you guys wanted to stick to some sort of basic uh, guideline of, you know, the Pulp Fiction idea and make it science fiction and all that. But as far as the content itself, you, you guys kind of let me have free, free reign. So I really enjoyed that. You know, you, you kind of mentioned there about the kind of Pulp D. What, what made you come up with this idea then? Because I think that has been fundamentally, you know, the kind of probably the, the building block that's kind of kicked it off to where it's gone you know this certain style you know harking back to them kind of golden age days what made you kind of was it just like a, a lucky chance or has again has this been bubbling in your mind it's been in the back of my head for a while i think i'm a big fan of uh, the mcsweeney's books uh, i don't know if you know that mcsweeney's every issue is completely different you know they're hardback paperback junk mail, uh, magnetic covers, wraparound covers. Every issue is a different size and you know, a, a different type of magazine. But the layouts are primarily the same inside. And it's, just, it's, a, it's a very nice structured layout and I've always been a big fan of it. And I think that was kind of where I came from on that was, you know, what would McSweeney's do? <laughs> so it was, uh... Well, it's been a wonderful nostalgia trip for me just looking at the book because so many of those ads and uh, little cover or those whole full sheets are things i remember from when i was a kid looking at comic books the back page of uh, of boy's life or the uh uh inside sheets in in some of the comic books from my golden age which is the late 40s early 50s uh, it's all there i mean it's the stuff that i grew up on I am sorry. I'm messing with you, Larry. You're just a young boy, aren't you? Well, I thought I, I, I really thought that that was was necessary to make it feel like it, it was a, an old copy of a book that was that somebody had found in their attic, but was still in pristine condition. What was that? The, the adding the genuine articles that that, that you know I, I got from scanned from 1940s and 1950s uh, uh, publications, so they they are original, which I, which is really what I was going for. Uh huh. Oh, you actually scanned them from magazines? The word they're, 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 I've, I got them from a couple of sources. There, there's a, an online resource called uh, goldenagecomics.co.uk that uh, have a huge library, hundreds of thousands of public domain comic books and comic books that have gone out of copyright. And so the, 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 somebody has... Thousands of people are involved with this project of scanning, uploading, checking the the copyright. So without those guys, I'd have been scuppered because you know they did all the hard work in, in terms of finding mm -hmm. uh, f finding the the, the, the the comics. 
Josh, I'm just wondering, you know, what was it like for you doing something kind of like in this kind of vintage style, you know, for the website and that? Is your, what's your day job then? Is, is your day job kind of structured so it doesn't really get into the creative side or is whoever you work for, are they, are they a quite a creative company? Uh, you know, it really varies company to company, you know, for your clients and budget-wise. Sometimes you're have to grab something off the shelf and move fast and uh, sometimes you have a lot of creative freedom it really depends on how much design they already have or if they're a brand new company starting from scratch but uh, obviously they're usually a more modern look so it was nice to do something that felt a little vintage and that had some age to it do you have been mean that i want to ask you this as well you know because obviously there will be you know i mean volume two and it's you know i mean i'm quite open for ideas, would you suggest doing the same kind of vintage style, or you know, when you were saying like Max Sweeney's do something different every? I've never actually seen one of them ones, but oh, it, it, you should subscribe. They're amazing. It, it, uh, one of my favourite ones came recently. It was a cigar box full of uh, kind of nineteen fifties ephemera uh, postcards, cigarette cards, letters, and it was all packaged and it all kind of told one story, but told through. You know all this different mixed media. They're, they're amazing. So, so I I think that maybe go for a vintage look for volume two, but a different vintage look, a different era, maybe seventies, maybe eighties or something. Oh, you see, you know? that that's why you're in advertising. Fucking <laughs> things are just floating off you. I never even thought of that. I was just thinking, oh, we either stick to the fifties and, and then that's it, or we just you know totally different. Well, I'm, I'm hoping now, that, that because the deadline was so tight on this particular issue, we, I think we gave ourselves two weeks <laughs> up against a, an immovable deadline. Uh, that for volume two, I contacted an awful lot of illustrators and comic book artists who, within the two-week period, you know, just couldn't contribute. Uh, whilst I did get a few who were able to, which was brilliant, and, and uh, my thanks to all of them. Uh, that next time round, we'll have maybe six months to, to start sending out uh, uh, to illustrators and to comic book artists, and we can get an awful lot of more. Yes, because I mean, I, I got a, an email off you saying, and I forget, was it Dave McKean? Dave, McKe- Dave McKean, I contacted and uh, through Twitter, and I said, you know, are you, here's, here's this project, would you be interested? And he was like, oh yeah, cool. And then, you know, one thing or another, the deadlines and everything, it was just now, you know, too busy, at exhibitions and everything coming up, but you know, the, a, a lot of people either said, "Look, here you can take something that I've done before." You know, if you find something, go for it. Or, or, or there was one or two who actually did new illustrations for us. But I, I'd say maybe thirty or forty people who I contacted said, "Look, t- deadline is too tight, but we totally on board for volume two. So just you know, give me six months." Hey, that's um, quite. You know, <laughs> I mean, bless. It's all been kind of everything is kind of free do you know what i mean it's it's one of them things and i mean we haven't actually well i don't know how how many people sell in the real world do you know what i mean i don't, I don't know if the kind of if everyone knows you know you're kind of first time writer you don't get that many sales and that but i'm sure when ne- they i mean you must know as well i'm sure we're about 72 from the the lulu site and i cannot remember how many on the the blues there's about 30 on Blurb. I think we've cracked 100, which I think is brilliant. Yeah, well, that's, yes. Do you know what I mean? I was... considering as well, there's four variations. There. <laughs> <laughs> there are some people who bought that very expensive first uh, 
paperback on uh, Lulu, which had the, the ridiculous uh, post and packaging on it. Oh, I know. I mean, like you see, and, and that's where kind of Josh comes in as well. You know what I mean? The, the Josh, thank you, because every so often, do you know what I mean? It was like we would send Josh something and it was like, oh, you that change that, Josh? You can't have that. And that was a prime example with that postage. And Lulu is... I'm, I'm, I'm glad now we're kind of through that, but it is a bit of a minefield, especially when, like, Dee's... Because Dee, is that right what you're saying? It's like the layout for each page. I mean, you're getting it to be off pat now, I guess. It's getting a bit easier, but it took you about an hour or something first time round? Well, it, yeah, it can vary. Like, a, a, a full, you know, 14-page story could maybe take three or four hours to lay out, but it's, it's not just a case of cutting and pasting the text in. It's... it's kind of looking at individual lines and seeing if they're too gappy or, you know, trying to pull lines back so you don't, don't have one word sitting on its own. See, uh, I, was, I was just thinking, you know, I just presumed you kind of, oh, I'll just pick that, that size and we'll, you know, it, it, it all does it online. Now, that's what I'm used to, but obviously it's, it's a well, I think bit... that's a service that, that Lulu and Blurb offer. You just upload a, a Word document and, and it'll convert it for you but I think with the way that we had it set up that it, it needed to be uh, individually laid out per page wow so Larry and, I mean talking about Larry just talking about volume 2 I um, yeah. would you be interested in donating something else to that grand cause uh, volume 2 of Starship Sofa Stories yes sure <laughs> absolutely yeah. so what no, no, just, it's, <laughs> it's, I'll tell you what, out of all of them, Larry, you know what I mean? I mean it's nice to have, like, say, like Michael Moore hey, and I, all of them. Tony, can I just butt in here and just ask you a quick question? You, uh, you. We've been talking a lot about the layout of the magazine, the look of it, which is brilliant, which is wonderful. How about the stories? Uh, how difficult was it to get uh, some of those people on board for what is, for them, a freebie? I mean, it was no, no problem getting me. I just gave it to you because what the hell? Uh uh, I, and I, I do make money at this. I, I, I do get paid for a lot of my writing. Uh, but Not off me. I know, I, I know Gene Wolfe gets paid, and I know Michael Moorcock gets paid, and Elizabeth Bear, and all the Joe Lansdale, certainly. And if, uh, Joe Lansdale is a karate guy, so uh, if you don't pay him, he comes. <laughs> come, come and get you. Well, I'll, I actually, I'll go through them all. Do you know what I mean? And like you say, Michael Moorcock straight away had no problem whatsoever yeah. do you know what I mean he just I, I don't know what you know what I mean and he just seems to be so or he is just so kind do you know what I mean he's like of course Tony you know what I mean it wasn't like it, as if I shouldn't have asked him you know what I mean it was that kind of yeah. effect yeah. Ken Scholes was lovely he was he kind of he didn't say yes straight away oh he did but then he was saying you know he was a bit concerned about the kind of print on demand because yeah. it's forever do you know what I mean? Sure. It, it's got that yeah. kind of. It's got that. A, a, a lot of writers have a big problem with that, and I don't blame them. It, it is. Uh, it is, as you say, forever. It's an eternity. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was that anyway. was just Ken's kind of concept. But like again, straight yeah. away he was. You know, he, he said that's not a problem. Elizabeth Bear, fantastic. You know what I mean? No problem. And, you know, and it's funny, like she's them stories. You know, she, they're all Hugo. That's a Hugo winning one. You know, I thought I might have had yeah. a little bit of trouble with. You know, maybe that particular story, but she was she was lovely. Michael Bishop, you kind of get a sweeter man than him. All Michael said was, and he's actually sent me one of his books as well. He says, can I have a copy? Do you know what I mean? Because 
I'm going to send them all one, but up to now, I've, I think I've only sent Michael Michael Bishop a coffee, a coffee, a, a copy there. Again, Spider Robinson, he was cool. Yeah. God, I think God had to. God's exact words with were something like, "It isn't going to probably make any more. It's done its business. You know what I mean? He says, by yeah. all means, you know what I mean. It's it's, kind of, it's been in the best of you know some big collection. There. He was he was quite happy with that. This guy Larry Santuro, he was a stubborn old mule. You know what I mean? It yeah. took a while to get break down the barriers there. Gene Absolutely. Wolf, like Gene Wolf, Benjamin Rosenbaum, Joe Lansdale, Al Reynolds, everyone. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Jeffrey Ford was. Just purely concerned because it's just come out, or it's just coming out. He's got a one called the Empire of the Ice Cream. It's like a, a collection of his short works, and it's it's by like yeah. a, an independent, you know, publisher. And, and he was saying, "Oh, it's just the wrong time, Tony." And I said, and "I was quite happy. I was going to say to Jeff, Jeff, just give us anything. Do you know what I mean? If I can get, can just get a story off, I'll be I'll be happy." You know. Then he wrote back. And I said, well, it's also going to go on this PDF, Jeff, and that, that's going to go, like, around the internet all together. Do you know what I mean? I says, that's yeah. the one that's kind of an advert for you. And then he just emailed back straight. He says, Tony, just bloody use it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I, there, is that, there is that quality of a story that it has a life, and it's going to earn for the writer a little bit here and there in whatever subsequent printings it has after its initial run. Uh, and after a bit, then that life is kind of over, and a writer doesn't mind giving it up. I guess uh, with Little Girl, for example, I, as I was telling, I was, I was saying earlier, that was a story that I wrote simply because I had to write it. Uh, it was something that came out of me literally as fast as I could type it, and. I never expected it to see print anywhere. I read it aloud a few times and had some positive responses to it, but uh, suddenly somebody asked me for a story for an anthology, and I said, well, you can have this one, or you could have this one, and I sent them two choices, and they said, well, we want this one, little girl, and I was surprised, because uh, it is a story that doesn't really necessarily lend itself well to somebody sitting and reading and, and by, in, in the quiet of one's own soul <laughs> it, it needs a warning larry it needs a warning. Uh, yeah it does it does oh, need we, a warning. we actually but anyway we had to, I, I we had to add one didn't... pretty we had to add a warning uh, uh quite close to the very end of the publication when yeah. we realized uh, <laughs> that, that there might be it? kids reading it <laughs> <laughs> yeah i uh, i saw that because uh, I, I noticed that sort of appeared after the initial read-through, after I did the initial... Uh, I think campaign. it may not even be on the very first issue that I bought off Lulu. I think it may have only happened kind of ah. on the second or third amend. Ah. I'll have a look, because I've actually got the first Lulu one on the the, um, the, the what you call it, the, the deluxe one, so it might be... I tell you, can anyone see... I mean, Dean knows the answer to this. There was one writer that just would not give us a story. Can anyone see, hazardous guess at who that would be? And I'll, I'll, I'll tell you it's male, and I pestered him and pestered him, and I was backwards and forwards with D saying, oh, we'll try this one, I'll try this one with him, but no luck. Anybody hazard a guess? No idea. Hmm. I don't know. Ted Chung. Ah, uh, really? Yes, and... Ah, surprising. Well, I, I don't know. He's like... 
Maybe because I don't know because I've, he's, the big ones I've had, I've had, and that's been great, you know. But I tried for Merchant and the Alchemist Gate, and you know, he, he come back, and I've tried for a couple of things. He's had something in, he's had an essay printed in another magazine, and he wouldn't let let us get just that narrated as a fact article. And I, he's not kind of nasty about. It. He says, "Oh, Tony, I'm no, I'm not ready for that." You know, he's not kind of yeah. being stuck up or anything like that. So. Uh, I sent it's a good that. thing you didn't have any dealings with Harlan Ellison on this. Oh, movie. I know, I know. <laughs> uh, do you know Harlan? Do you, have you, have oh, well, you, we did it, know? yes, did a, one of them, an old show on him and kind of, you know what I mean, and you pay him, you pay him, mother. Carol, that's uh, he has that mantra, whenever you talk to him, there it is, get paid, get paid. <laughs> it, 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 literally, it is a mantra with him. Don't do anything mm. for free, don't give anything for free. Don't expect anything for free. Get paid. Yeah, I think that's really silly. You know, especially when you're starting off, you know, one thing that I have definitely learned is you got to pay your dues. I mean, even if you're, you know, you got some small awards or something like that, or you're just getting, you know, your name out there, you still got to pay your dues. You know, you got to take those free jobs once in a while and, and do that, right. that work that's not going to pay very well, if at all, you know. Coming out of coming out of a theater background, that is uh, my. <laughs> you you pay your dues all your life in theater, unless you become a superstar at nineteen, which some people do. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> so yeah, yeah, pay your dues, learn your craft. I guess Harlan felt that he had paid his dues in the streets, <laughs> <laughs> switchblades and such. Uh, so. Uh, he didn't have to pay. Well, I don't, I, I, you know, Ted Chang wasn't nowhere near. I would have been the icing on the cake, I suppose, to get him. But and I didn't really want to kind of mention that we, we didn't get him or anything like that at the time, do you know what I mean? Because I was quite, well, I was just over the moon with, with what we got. You know, when the, when the first emails went out, you know, after I kind of deep put the question to us, you know, I was thinking, oh, bloody hell, we're going to get loads back here. That's yeah. Joke and you're having it for free now. You want it for free in the kind of the written word as well. But do you know what I mean? And I mean, don't get us wrong, it'd be lovely to kind of pay them. Do you know what I mean? But like I say, we've, we've hit a hundred. Do you know what I mean? It, I, you couldn't afford, you know, I've only sold a hundred, that wouldn't make any money. And even because it's print on demand, do you know, like, like free copies, you know, like just send it, that's all just got to come out of it. Do you know what I mean? So, and the whole idea. You know, it was the kind of it was this celebration to kind of try and raise some funds for this show. So, well, I don't even think it was much of a, a money making thing. I think it was it was more about the celebration and and the sharing of of the stories, which was why I initially suggested a, a PDF as opposed to a book. That it was just about getting the stories out there. Yeah, I tell you what. I was quite surprised with though, you know, and I am surprised with the the number. You know what I mean? Like that's like nearly a hundred people have kind of forked out. It's and it's this thing that I'm, I'm sure it's, it's Corey's right with it. You know what I mean? People will, will come and pay it because they want the book as well as the kind of you know all them stories. You can go on to my show now and listen to them. Do you know? But that's not the the point. It's to have the book and you know and. You give it away for free on one hand, and, and there it is. It's up to you if you want it on the other hand. Books will never die, though. That's the thing. People, like, it, you can download your music and stick it on, uh, onto your iPod, and you, know, yeah. you, you don't miss having the CDs. But a, a book, you know, you, you'd miss not having a book. That's you know, a Kindle or something like that. Just 
has no interest yeah. for me because it would it doesn't replace you know the the lovely feel of a book. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and the smell of a book, the the touch of it, the just seeing it on a shelf, even after it's been read or as yet unread, you look at it on the shelf, it becomes a a visual part of your life. Uh, Absolutely, it's a very tactile thing. Sure, but it also lasts longer. I mean, that's to me. Whenever I think of books, you know, you've got you've got nothing modern really connecting them. It's something that's been around for hundreds of years, or if not more, and. and uh, you know, you could have a book that's hundreds of years old, but you probably won't have a CD that's hundreds of years old. They, you know, they'll be bad in twelve years. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, rocks, papers, electrons. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> paper beats electron any day. <laughs> well, it, I mean, it's you know, it's so close to the truth that I'm just working at the minute with Josh, and I'm gonna I'm uploading some of the old shows again that have on the site, and I'm sure I'm missing some of them. Do you know what I mean? It's like I'm thinking that's just bad filing, Tony. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and but like that could be because I've I've you know a couple of times now you know I've kind of wiped this machine, this hard drive, and you know I've got all that kind of little hard drives, external ones, and that. And I'm, but I'm still thinking, where are they? Do you know what I mean? I, and I, I'm sure there's some missing there, and that's it. They're gone. You know what I mean? Where, like you say, at least the paperback, yeah. you know, it, it's out there somewhere. Well, that is one good advantage of publishing them out on the net, then, is that once they're out there, you're never going to lose them. Somebody's always going to have a copy somewhere. So if you lose episode <laughs> 37, you can say, hey, somebody sent me episode 37, and they'll dig it up for you. So it's kind of a Tony send me. I just said, Tony sent me a line. He's like, oh, yeah, I need all those covers because I can't find them on my computer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. You know, every cover we've had for, like, say, Starship so far, you know, like the monthly covers. Well, I'm kind of. I was. The idea is to maybe get them into a kind of calendar as well, or a couple of calendar styles. And then I was looking on my computer. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 
again. <laughs> this not, there wasn't one. And I'm like, and I, Skeet, when I actually sent that email, you know, I was thinking, he's going to think I'm a right numpty here. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> These are one of the main things, you know, like the Starship's over. Uh, Skeet, have you got, um, have you got all, all of them? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I get every last one. I, I wanted to ask you that. Uh, do you ever sell your originals? Um, not regularly. I, I've had a few uh, clients come to me and ask for work for whatever they wanted, and um, you know they'll they'll ask right off the bat. You know, if I get the originals, and I think they're hung up on uh, the exclusive right concept, where you know if they've got everything, you know they think that that makes it so they've got exclusive rights. So you know that's fine, and and occasionally I'll do it, but. Uh, most of the time, they don't even ask for it, and I don't. I don't ask them either because I'd rather keep the the originals if I can. So, yeah, I just wonder because I have a, a good friend who is an illustrator who uh, makes archival copies, photographic archival photographic copies of a lot of his work, mm-hmm. which he sells at conventions to great benefit to himself. I, I've bought right. quite a few, and uh, he also makes available a lot of his original artwork. Uh, because he does a lot of stuff, I think, that uh, just as you did for the cover of this book, he does a lot of things just on spec or an image strikes him and he'll do a painting and then it will be used somewhere eventually. Uh, and I was just wondering if you did that too, because I would like to acquire perhaps some of the work that you're going to be doing for the uh, uh, Lord Darwin's uh, story. Yeah. Perhaps, perhaps yeah, sure. I, we, we, if we I could afford it, I, I may not be able to afford it. Um, and it's only a few thousand dollars, you know. <laughs> ah, <that's laughs> well, no, you know the thing that I've really noticed lately, and I, it just kind of hit me um, about two months ago, is that most of the work that I've been doing, um, I've been really pushing myself to start nearly everything on the computer. So I've got a lot of original art that is nowhere except on the hard drive, whereas I used to sketch everything out, then I'd ink it in, and then I'd scan it in. But the, uh, the, the big setback with a lot of that is, you know, if I'm pressed for time, every time I draw something with ink on paper, it, it bleeds on, on a sort of uh, very small level when you zoom in. And for printing purposes, uh, sometimes you can get, uh, you know, what they call a bridge in some of the printing that gets done where if you have really small lines that are close together, they might just fill in. So, um, you know, a lot of times I, I go back into my computer and then I've got to clean all that up and it just takes twice as long. So I'm, I'm moving slowly towards doing everything on the computer so I can just skip that step altogether. But it is kind of a drawback just because I don't have any kind of uh, original, you know, paper artwork there. I have to actually print one out to put in my portfolio. Yeah, I've been doing the same thing ever since I got my Wacom. I pretty much do everything right right on right on the computer too i maybe pencil something out but beyond that all the inking coloring and everything i've, I've moved online too onto the computer yeah, yeah is there's it, some really good sites out there that show you how to do um just this amazing stuff using that wake up tablet i love that thing mm-hmm. is it a good thing then skeet and josh to or is, is it like a, a like a, a an easy habit to, to fall into you know what i mean you really should be getting doing it the kind of the pen and ink way or is it just now all the work you know what i mean like a lot of work is just digital that's just the way it is no they both have their advantages and disadvantages i think you know when you're doing it analog offline 
you're going to get more texture and more warmth, and it's just going to have a different kind of feel to it. And when you're doing it on your computer, it's probably going to be more you know, crisp and more clean unless you put a lot of effort into making it differently than that. But you have a lot of other tools at your disposal. It's kind of like having a whole art shop right in a little box. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of the same same way. You know, and, and one thing that I really uh, prefer, if I'm, if I know I'm going to be somewhere and I got some time on my hands, I love to just go outside and sit on a park bench and draw. So I'll take my sketchbook for that. It seems like most of the the computer work that I do is strictly because I'm on a time crunch. I have to get something done. I'm trying to cut corners, and it's really not the leisure art that I you know that I do on the side. It's more just the business art. So you don't do paint on canvas at all, or on whatever kind of board. Oh, not anymore. Now, the great thing about Photoshop and, and all these wonderful programs like that is it's instant gratification. You know, you want to you say, I want this uh, square to be purple. Well, just push a button and there it is. And if you don't like the color of purple, you can you can change it immediately. It's it's a wonderful uh-huh. tool. So, you know, I, I, I never learned how to draw, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, I never learned how to paint um, with real paint. I, I never had any classes on it or anything like that. I taught myself never to... Never had to mix, co- mix colors and things like that, huh? Yeah, yeah, I never did anything like that. I was strictly... Um, pe- I used pencil, then the pen and ink, and then I'd fill everything in with color pencil. And I did that for years and years and years. And people were like, how do you get these colors like that? It's just because I've learned how to blend them. And now that I'm on the computer, it's like now I'm teaching myself how to paint. Because I had done graffiti art with you know, spray cans on walls when I was younger... And uh, uh-huh. it's the same principle. You kind of got to work in reverse to, to layer things to get the, the effect that you want. But, you know, it's, it's, a, it's so much quicker, especially on the computer. So, I mean, it's, that's, that's where I do all my painting. So, the Steve. only disadvantage to you, though, is that you don't get that back-end cash flow that, uh, say, my friend Alan Clark gets when he actually sells a piece that's an illustration and then takes that painting and gets to sell it for literally several thousands of dollars at a at a convention. Yeah, but nobody knows who I am. So. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people do print. A lot of people do prints though. They'll do a limited edition and the print quality, you know, there's a big difference between low quality and high quality. It's still worth worth it to buy a nice high quality print even if the source material is digital that's all sure. i do sure. is print right now i, I almost yeah. everything i do i print out for at least one for myself or i've got a show coming up where i've, I've probably got about 30 different images i'm printing off so to be quite honest so, though skeet it might must cost you quite a bit in inks and if, are you just printing at home uh no <laughs> no actually I take the file to Kinko's. <laughs> I let them spend the money because it's pretty cheap there. So, up up and down, it doesn't cost a lot. Skeet, just do us a big favor then. Tell us how you you kind of tackled this from like a you know the, the the hardware point of view to do this picture. Was this done with like a, a tablet and just colored in on the computer? Yeah, I, I actually um, I did you know just. When I draw everything, I do a lot of research because, um, you know, I can try to imagine everything in my head uh, all I want. But, you know, I think with most artists, you need some sort of reference. Um, So, you know, I do a lot of online research trying to find, uh, you know, uh, pictures of what I think, you know, a caveman looks like or pictures of what I think a robot looks like. And uh, most of the time I I use, uh, like with the robot... 
I actually found uh, a site that had a bunch of bodybuilders on there. And I, I found this one girl that had a great pose. And so I just went in, uh, I took her image, and I put it into Photoshop, and then I used my uh, my drawing pad just to kind of uh, go over her image and then lay the the metalwork over her skin and then color it using, you know, the airbrush tool and all that. And uh, everything else was done pretty much the same same way to a degree. Um, I just took, uh, there's a couple Smithsonian uh, cavemen that are in the museum, and uh, I took their images and just sketched out the same basic pose and, and got them uh, looking, you know, pretty grimy looking. So <laughs> trying to make them look like they just walked out of a cave. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, that was pretty much it, you know. It's the same old Photoshop and using the drawing pad and just uh, combinations of colors and textures. Oh. That, that was about it. And how? Yeah, I'm I was going to ask you there, just how? Because Larry sent over. Am I right in thinking, Larry? You've sent over some words for Skeet for other pictures. I, I, I didn't send any bits of the story, which I will do later this weekend, Skeet. By the way, right, I'll send sure. you some actual sections of the story that, if, if you're interested in seeing them. What I sent him was just some basic uh, notices about what will be happening at certain points in the story uh there is a dirigible flight for example there is somebody holding forth on a railing high above a crowd in a victorian looking steel and marble edifice uh things like that but i'll i'll send you some things later this afternoon or uh tomorrow skeet okay yeah i'm really excited about that the I, I don't know you where sent, you are in the process yet. I'm sorry. Well, I haven't really started. I, I said I haven't really started anything yet. But I mean, the images okay. that you sent over, the photos that you sent over for references, yeah. is just awesome. I have, I have so many jobs where people are like, "Here, draw this." I'm like, "Okay, uh-huh. what do you mean?" <laughs> but you sent over these very specific images that are uh, very inspiring, and it re- reminds me of a movie called Steam Boy. I don't know if you've ever seen oh, yeah. that before. Sure. Sure. Oh yeah, it's it's it really kind of set me in mind of that, and that was just an awesome visual movie. So yeah, I, as I mentioned, as I mentioned in the last uh, process report, it, it's it. I I said uh, think steampunk, but mm-hmm. it really isn't steampunk. Uh, when you read the story, you'll see what I'm talking about. I don't want to sure. give too much away. I uh, I I will send you some more. Uh, some actual pieces of the story so you can get an idea. And this is the interesting thing about doing work this way. And uh, I've never worked quite this way before uh, with with a piece of prose writing. I've worked on plays like this where we were evolving whole scripts out of improv and pieces that set designers were bringing into the to the mix and so forth. But I've never worked quite this way. And what's what's neat about this is if I can early enough, Skeet, get some uh, of the uh, the images from you, if just just an, a sketch or a rough idea, I can always adjust the story. <laughs> well, you know, that it's, it, it can be done. Skeet, you've got Nazis in the story. What's <laughs> <laughs> well, that UFO doing there? <laughs> uh, uh, and zombies. Oh God! Well, that, don't that, zombies! Oh God! Oh, that would be great though, because you know there's nothing more disappointing than an art that deviates wildly from the story. So having two yeah. that are in sync like that would be, you know, really gratifying. For yeah, the, for yeah. The D, what I was 
been dying to ask you as well is, you know, the kind this this whole layout, you know, we'll kind of know you've been inspired by this kind of fifties thing. But how did you come about? Just like say, choosing a font and getting that logo, you know, the, the rocket, because that seems to have, like took over my life there now. You know, I love the bloody thing, and I've I've always kind of struggled. I've always wanted the word Starships over in, you know, kind of one word and that and. Then along you come with this kind of idea, and then this rocket, and then it's inside the rocket like that. Where where do you get your kind of inspiration from to kind of put it together like this? Well, I think the the oldest publication I found was a, a on uh, the Internet Archive, uh, and it was a magazine called Super Science Stories from 1932 or something like that and it was like it was somebody had scanned it but it was in bits when they scanned it already and pretty much I I stole the look and feel from that because it was the oldest most genuine article I could find Uh, and that was it basically from that publication I found a similar looking font you know a a, a nice serif font that would have been would have been used in in the 30s and 40s and 50s and uh, the the, the two-column approach, which is very unusual within a book, I think also helps to kind of give that magazine feel. And actually, when you see it in the the new hardback Lulu version, uh, which is which is the oversized hardback, uh, it really works amazingly because it, 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 the size of it, it just feels it, it feels like an old book. Well, it's funny. I'm looking forward to getting um, to getting that as well. So that will be quite. That'd be quite nice. So, you how know, large is the hardback going to be? Sorry, I said how how much larger is the hardback going to be? It's about it's uh, it's A four, which is I guess, like, okay. just slightly under the fool's cap. Sure. So and it's it, it's the same thing. Like uh, I, I didn't redesign it or anything. I just used the. Uh, the files that I had and I just I, I blew them up to fit onto the page so I actually didn't have to do a full new page layout but it, you know it's a lot a lot roomier there's a lot more space on the page and it just feels feels lighter because I know on the the blurb digest version or the, the kind of the small paperback there's quite a lot of text on the page and the, the typeface is quite small but that was because it was designed for a bigger size and then mm-hmm. transported across this other size when we realised that that uh, Lulu were charging an incredible uh, amount of money in order to, to to send the cheap paperback. It's so, it. I mean, D. I mean, Lulu is a bit of a minefield. Do you know what I mean? It it it's how do you well, kind of know this? Like you say, it's just it, it took you. You know, like I say, I guess a couple of days or something to 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 sort it out, the layout, the kind of second time when we made the mistake. And then well, you they, can't, like you see you find out it's still not right and it just must be mind boggling that place. Yeah, it was a, like I'd never used uh, an online uh, print on demand service like that, so I had absolutely no idea what to expect. And it was it wasn't as messy as it could have been. It was pretty straightforward, and it was only once we did find out that you know the prices were ridiculous and some of the things that we had to go on to blurb and then you know relay it for blurb. But that was fine. It's all part of the process. Uh, but it, it's done now, and we know that next year for for volume two, what to do and what not to do, and what sizes we can do, and which is the best for. Because even I, I that there's a Kindle version available from uh, Smashwords.com. And I've never done a, a, an ebook before, so that was another 
learning curve. Now, it was only because somebody on the, the, the Facebook fan page said, oh, man, I, I want a Kindle version. So I said, okay, I'll go do that as well. So <laughs> made that available. So that was another two or three days of work, of, of, of reformatting all the text to, 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 to work as an EPUB. But, you know, somebody wanted it, so it, it got done. Yeah, so I think we, we, there's been about twelve versions of the EPUB, so which is you know which is, is great as well. So that's that's another couple of versions of the book floating around in a different format as well. So D, then just jumping into the future, then have you got any kind of like I say, I'm open to any suggestions. Have you got any good ideas for Volume Two? In because I've always kind of I like this idea. I know you kind of said when you, the, the the big hardback came, just make it the one. But I quite like this idea of of different varieties, you know, and well, and even different much. covers. I don't know. Have you got any thoughts for Volume Two? Um, I haven't thought that far ahead, really. <laughs> but uh, it's very much in the in the the Corey Doctorow school of thinking of of make as many versions as as available as possible to as many people. You know, so if you know if you make it free to a thousand people, you might just get ten people who buy it, and it's worth it for the for the for the ten people who buy it. Well, that's, it, it's, I mean, that's when, because we got it on, you know, I don't think, just looking enough, because I kind of pressed that Corey quite a few times, you know, we got it on Boeing, and, you know, you did, I was getting donations, because I could tell the normal donations from, the, like, let's say, the, the book donations, because on the normal do, donations, when the email comes, thing, it always says 42, I, I, that must have been, like, a long time ago, you know, the, the kind of Douglas Adams, the 42, yeah. on the email it comes in that so I was all of a sudden getting these other donations and at first I was thinking well, how, how is that, who's just donating this for? and then I was thinking, that's coming from people just being kind enough to donate via, you know Josh's site, you know, so it is a, it's, it's a bizarre world we live in, you know and it's very much it's, it's, it's computer game uh, developers are using the, the term that now, freemium, where it's one percent of the, the the sales is supporting ninety nine percent of the people who are playing the game. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, like, it, as opposed to you know ninety nine percent of the people uh, uh, paying for the one percent of people who are pirating the game. So it's it's a very it's, it's a very different way of thinking in terms of publishing. I'll tell you what has been a, like a, a a definite increase as well is since we've been talking about it. You know, like you say, the book came out a, a, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, but we've been mentioning it. You know, for three weeks before that, there's been like a definite increase in just even audio figures. You know, now I'm kind of over the you know over the kind of the five thousand on a on a weekly kind of thing. No, sometimes you would have like a, a nice spike and you would get the five thousand, but you would kind of be hovering around the say the four. Now that figures are always up there, which is it's got to be down, actually, down to that. There's a question I've been meaning to ask Josh now. Did the, with the, you have the Google Analytics on the, the website. Yeah. Do we know how many people have downloaded the PDF at this stage? Or viewed it on, on, uh, on issue? Oh, or do, do we have any of those kind of figures? Um, we don't have a specific number on how many people specifically downloaded the PDF, but... Like I can look and I can see that we had three thousand views on the ebook page, so that tells me that you know three thousand potential people potentially either downloaded the PDF or look at the flash ebook right on the page, oh, or somehow consumed it. So, that's but yeah, quite... there's definitely a, a big spike well, at least in 2, traffic. Two thousand of those me anyway. So, uh, <laughs> 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 oh, 
Well, I, I am. I'm just like you see, and I, you know what? As well, D, which was is, is a good thing or an unusual thing, is like until you get the book in your hands. Do you know what I mean? It's like we were like flying by the seat of our pants, with like holding my breath, you know, counting to ten. And is it all? Is it? Is it? Is it? You know? And when it came, that first time it came for me, I don't know if you were the same day. You know, when I kind of opened it, it there was like a definite thump in my heart, thinking. It's, oh, let's just hope, you know, because some of the things I have had, like, done in the past, like, printed off things, you know, especially for, like, business cards, you know, that they've come through the post and it's like, I've got me fucking phone number wrong. Do you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> as basic as that, you know what I mean? Ho, ho, ho. And I was thinking, you know, Starship Sofa, but there might not be the word sofa on or something silly like it that. It is very unusual to, to kind of to, to do a project like this and not get your proofs back before it goes on sale. But, uh, you know, it very much was the flying by the seat of our pants uh, and just hoping that it would all work out. But, you know, uh, I guess in the, the karmic wheel we've done something right that we were able to do this project without there being too many uh, disasters or any disasters at all, in fact. Well, I think like the, the, it was that one where, like I say, we pulled it as quick as we can. But, you know, how much was the postage, Steve? Was it something like... Over- oh, I think, yeah, it was... It, it, the. The A5 book that we did initially with the with the with the glossy whiteboard, that like the the deluxe version that we have now, worked out at fourteen ninety nine, and then there was uh, uh, like six dollars post and packaging or something. So it worked out at about about twenty pound or something. But the small paperback cheap version, which I think was working out at six ninety nine or something like that, had like seventeen pound post and packaging <laughs> on it, which made it five pound more expensive than the deluxe. <laughs> That was when we had to I bought three judge. of those. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, some people did. You know what I mean? And it's like, oh, uh, what, what are you well, saying? We only had it up there for, for about an hour or something before we realized that we had to pull it. So there was about seven sales on that. Mm-hmm. It was, um, <laughs> and all I can say is that, you know what I mean? Well, it, it's a one of a, well, there's one of seven. You know what I mean? So... Also, there's a there's a braille version available. Uh, uh, when a Corey, somebody on Corey's site put a, a request in for for stories uh, that that they could use for braille in in a, in a high school in America, and I told them, well, you know, this is perfect. There'd be you know some teenage boys who'd obviously w- would love this type of thing. So it's available for, in braille as well, which is which is amazing. <laughs> I actually forgot it. I remember you saying, is, is that okay yeah. to, to, to kind of go down that way? And I was like, oh, yes, you know what I mean? But I forgot all about that as well. So, Quite Had you thought about doing that in any other language, or is it, we're going to stick to English on this? Oh, we're going to stick to English on this. And 25 different versions. <laughs> it's, I'll tell you what, mind like you say, it will be, I'm looking forward to like two, just for... You know what I mean? To kind of get stuck in there, and I, I really enjoyed it. D. I know it might have been, you know, when we're kind of when I was starting to like throw these ideas back at D from this one email, you know, and, and Josh as well. You know what I mean? Josh, can you build this? Can you do this? Can you do that? Can you do that? That was just me getting excited, excited. You know what I mean? I'm hoping and after the excitement, Tony, you got the panic. <laughs> <laughs> so the last year or three days there, you're all panic, 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 panic. Oh. <laughs> but that's like I say, it's. And because honestly, it's when I've before we kind of had you all on board, you know, and, and really running me kind of the stuff, and you know, even like skeet with the art and everything like that. Before all that came about, when I was on the old kind of sofa site, you would 
oh, it's just like a nightmare. You know, you'd even just getting a show up was a oh, it's so irritating. It was so like annoying. It wouldn't work, and then I'd have to maybe wait like forty eight hours. Do you know what I mean? And like, if you come to kind of people come to you, it doesn't depend on you, but at least you know enjoy the show. And if I kind of get it out. But now, you like to say, if anything's like, Josh, bless you. You know what I mean? Josh, can you do this? And it was something, what, what Josh wanted to email you for just the other day. And it was like, um, I needed something done. Oh, I think it was the hardback book one. You know, that's going on sale now, Josh. Can you do it now? You know, and it was done. Well, that's the nice part about publishing online or even the print on demand is that you're not stuck like you are if you were to order 10,000 copies and then all of a sudden they're all wrong or you want to change something it's nice not that to commit that you can change on the fly like that that well, is I it. actually it is great because i have spotted a few things that like oh no i need to fix that you know it's got the wrong position on the page or the wrong number or something like that and being able to fix and upload without it affecting the the, the, the downloads of it so uh that's been great i'm actually not even reading it anymore just in case i spot something that nobody else would spot but, but would annoy me for the rest of my life. So, <laughs> they're not yeah, I mean, being it was really nice early on in the process, I think right after the uh, uh, PDF became available, before I even got my... I, I think I had ordered my copy of the book, but the PDF was online. I looked at that, and I suddenly realized that the last, the last story in the book had the last page missing. And then the first page of the author's bios was missing, and I sent Tony a note, and he he pan- he he passed out, I think, and then was recovered. <laughs> because and, and it was corrected like within an hour or something of that sort. So that's it, nice. It, it does seem like this kind of new era is springing up there, especially for you know. Like everyone who enjoys this, what we're into, you know, this kind of to to do something like this, like what Larry's saying, you can just sort it out and get it done, and yeah, fantastic. Larry, I've got to ask you this though. You know, you're, you're writing this story, and you might think you're in a happy place there, but when you hear your process reports, <laughs> sometimes going through a little bit of hell and back. What? Well, you know, a lot of that is because I'm sitting in my office at City Hall in Chicago with the door closed and hoping my boss doesn't show up <laughs> as I'm recording. <laughs> so I'm sitting there in a kind of semi-panic, and uh, that's what you're hearing. Uh, and and I'm using I'm using this headset that I'm using now, so it uh, it gives it a breathy quality, I guess. I, I, you're used to hearing me on the really good recording mic. And it, what I'm keen to ask you is, what's it like then? Like you say, you you make money. Do you know what I mean? This is your kind of living as well. You're going to write this story. Yes. <laughs> you're not even going to get a chance. To get it in a book as a freebie, anyways. Do you know what I mean? Because it's no, like I... it's a it's a one off book, and it's funny. I emailed the guy, you know, who's kind of ordered it and bought it, and because I was saying, oh, can I do like because we've got different varieties? I says I'll do. Can I do one the story of each, you know, in different books? And he was saying, well, that yeah. might have knocked us off, you know, buying it. And I was thinking, well, I, I, I wanted to sell it anyways. What's it like, Larry, for you then? You're not going to really. You're going to get it, and it's going to be out there. But in that book with them pictures, yes, yes. Do you know what I mean? It's there isn't going to be a copy yeah. for you. What's that? Just yeah. <laughs> do all this, and then the end result. You know that 
it's it so is misery. <laughs> misery. Misery. <laughs> How do you think I feel? <laughs> yeah. Actually, maybe I'll get to see some of the artwork eventually, I guess. Maybe I could do ask somebody to send me some copies of the artwork and let me know <laughs> at what point in the story it comes and then I could sort of assemble something, some poor little thing on my computer and look at it and say now Yeah, Kinkos. <laughs> no, I, I I'm not that smart. I don't know enough about things to do that, but uh it, it's enough to know that it exists somewhere in the world and that somebody is keeping it in a piece of plastic behind a shelf of other books somewhere. <sighs> I suppose when you think about it, though, it, in a way, because I was laughing and joking, it's, Larry, I mean, we, we know what we're doing it for. Do you know what I mean? And it's... it's Yeah, sure. It's... Sure. You know, I wish we could just give... I wish I could have done every book there and sold every one. You know, I've had actually another email, you know, of a gentleman who was more than happy to buy it and, like I say, it's gone and it would have been great to send... have two of them out and send more money over, you know? So... Yeah. Well, gentlemen, I've... I've really enjoyed this. This has been a, a, like a, f- a free show for me. You know what I mean? Just talking, talking with me mates, <laughs> and talking about this this book as well. Um, I, I kind of thank you enough. Do you know what I mean? For like each and every one of you, you know, for, for kind of helping us out with this. It's just been probably the highlight of doing Starship Sofa. Do you know what I mean? And I hope as well because you know I've getting loads of emails, like of like. The pleasure this is actually, honestly, has brought people, you know what I mean? So I've gotten loads and loads and loads. So I know I've kind of pestered you a lot of the time, you know what I mean? But it has brought happiness to some people. So honestly, thank you so much, Josh, D, Larry and Skeet. You have been stars. Thank you so much. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Tony. Yeah, it was my pleasure, Tony. Oh, I see. And, and this is just what I mean. See, I'll, um, I'll be pestering you as much. Can't you just feel the love? <laughs> the beach tales we've got to do now, isn't it? So, What was that, D? It's the beach tales we have to do now. <laughs> the beach tales, yes, and the gnomes, the garden gnomes. Yes. I send that. I send a new, because there's, there's on the forums, as we were kind of talking about, the T-shirts are coming, and actually I'm seeing them there now. They're all kind of nearly geared up there, ready to go, and to get I'm emailing Dean saying, Dean, can we just have it a little tilted to the left with another logo there? And it's like, oh. <laughs> but they're cool. And then on the forums, people started mentioning, I don't know where this has come from. Garden gnomes, like Starship Sofa garden gnomes. And I don't think there's anywhere I'll do I, them. I'll tell you where that started. I started that because somebody said he was going to get his T-shirt and then wear it in unusual places and have his photograph taken. And that reminded me of the garden gnome from the movie Amelie. And I thought, well, why don't we have a starship sofa garden gnome with a rocket in his pocket or some such something as that? And I just you just get a really, really small just T-shirt. For a, <laughs> yes, get a, for a regular small. garden gnome. Yeah, a regulation <laughs> garden gnome with a small T-shirt. Yeah, sure. But there's, there's been beach towels, and actually there is somewhere yes. online that actually you can get that sorted out and get printed. Beach and bathrobes you can do. As well. You can even get, you know, them slippers you, you see in hotels. You know, the kind of, you can, oh, even you can get, get you can get tea cups and pens and all sorts of things. Yeah, and yeah. Cups are coming, and actually I think cups will be a good seller. You know, I know that's there's, there's a cup up on that side already. I had a look at doing one of them, or I think there's maybe two versions up there. 
Yes, and, uh, cups. Uh, I'm just. I'm. We're all just waiting for D. He, he's got a. He's got a life and he's got a job. But you know what I mean. A whole line of Starship sofa prophylactics too. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It just suggests. Oh come itself. on! Let's do Starship. Uh, uh, yeah, do the Starship lunchbox. I think we do the yeah. Starship flamethrower. Tin lunchbox would be lovely. <laughs> You can actually get a. Um, so awesome. D, have you seen that? And I think that would be because I get a, quite a, a lot of people like see it are traveling around the country, and I've actually got one in the car now when I, I travel to work. Me like me coffee cup. You can actually get one of them thermos, you know, the the, the steel oh. stainless steel coffee cups. Oh yeah, you can yeah. get them done on it, and it's on that Zazzle site, you know. Okay, so. well, we'll have a look at that as well then. There you go. Just waiting for you, D, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and, and actually, Josh, that's where you come in as well. We'll have to kind of sort that out so we can ha- have like a portal. There's some lovely widgets on uh, on, on Zazzle that, that that help set up your online store onto your own website, which which we can which you can yeah, use that, as well. That should be pretty easy with WordPress. I'm pretty sure Zazzle and WordPress will play together nicely. Yeah, they've got a lovely little widget which kind of shows everything on your st- in your store on a model so you can kind of flick through, you know, 20 T-shirts and see them on different people and stuff. And it's, it's, it's really nice. What do they have? Towels at Zazzle. Uh, we'll have a look. <laughs> well, gentlemen, I'm going to leave you because I've... I've <laughs> I've kept you more than enough every day, I think, for about nearly three months now, so you have been stars. Honestly, thank you for coming on today and just sharing, like I said, just the insights into kind of putting this together, you know, like I say, from that first email right up to now and beyond with kind of Larry's story and Skeet's artwork, you know. And there is something coming. I kind of give too much away, but there will be a chance to kind of see... Larry's story as well, but you know, so it, everything's not in vain in one respect. But I cannot really say too much just yet. But there you go. There it is, gentlemen. Thank you so much for coming on board. So there you go. The celebration that is Starship Silver Stories Volume One. If you haven't gotten a copy yet, please. You know what I mean. Like I say, it's. An amazing little project we took on there, and I kind of emphasise. You know, what I mean, I get quite a number of books every day through through coming through to the headquarters, and mine's just as good as any of them. You know, like kind of quality wise. You know, what I mean, there's, it's just I'm chuffed to bits with it, and there's been lovely emails. You know, where I got up everyone, you know, who's actually getting the book. You know, because that's a, a big thing. You know, what I mean, You'd, I was waiting for the emails coming in, thinking, oh, it might, oh, yeah. What if the you know what I mean? But everyone's been lovely, you know what I mean? And it's just like, oh, it's 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 excellent. So if you want to, you know, dip your toes in our little celebration, please come over and you'll see Josh's site. Click on the book on the front of the website, and there you go. Different varieties. And what's going to happen for volume two? <laughs> so that is Starship Sova's Aura Delights, Shonama 103. I hope you enjoyed it. Hope you'll stick around for next week. Until then, I'd just like to say, good night from me. Will our heroes survive this terrible ordeal? Can they win through with their integrity unscathed? Can they escape without completely compromising their honour and artistic judgement? Tune in next week for the next exciting instalment of Story Silver. 